Chat on This are a series of conversations designed to be thought-provoking, informative, and offer an empowering approach towards well-being for your family. Brought to you by Advanced Health Chiropractic. Hey, and welcome back to Chat on This. I am very excited today because I get to talk about something I'm incredibly passionate about, and it's colic. Get that. How could I be excited about a baby that literally cannot stop itself from crying, that's upset, that is distressed, and certainly if a baby's distressed, you can guarantee that those parents are going to be pretty distressed as well. The reason I'm so excited is because we do, unfortunately, see lots of colicky babies that come into our practice, and what's really evident in our experience is that Often when there is any kind of interference or dysfunction of that spine and that nervous system, if we can help assist or facilitate the um, removal of that, we then will have a much calmer, happier baby and therefore much happier and rested parents. Now, as a human being, there is no one on this earth that can tolerate or put up with a baby that's crying. Innately, we are wired to be alerted if a baby's crying and to try and help that baby and to stop it crying. We know that that is a call for help. Now, sometimes a baby will cry if it's hungry or if it's wet or needs a nappy change, or sometimes it will cry if it's cold or tired. But when a baby screams and is inconsolable, it's really a warning sign to us that things are not okay. You see, babies are born, um, quite bizarrely, completely and utterly reliant on their caregivers to help them uh, survive in the world and to help them grow and thrive and develop. So from day one, a baby is completely uh, vulnerable. So it is on us, adults or caregivers or parents, to really understand what's going on for that baby and to help it, to help it thrive. That's our job. That's our gift. Now, colic is particularly distressing. uh, And it saddens me because up to one in four births will result in a colicky baby in those first few weeks of life, which is horrific. If you've ever come across or experienced it yourself, a colicky baby, it is the most heart-wrenching thing that you can go through as a parent. There is nothing good about it. You're exhausted. You know your baby's not happy. You can't console your baby. And a colicky baby, by definition, will cry uh, daily um, and certainly up to three days a week for three hours or more inconsolably and um, for up to three weeks. So that's kind of the diagnosis. So it's it's pretty horrific time. And the reason that it isn't all the time for many parents or or many babies is actually that baby has worn itself out. So it's cried itself to the point of exhaustion. Now, why is it I'm so passionate about this? Well, the reason is, is that what we find uh, as chiropractors is that when there's any kind of dysfunction to the spine, that will then place an enormous um, additional strain on the nervous system. And that can result in a baby that's unsettled or wired, we call it. So literally cannot calm itself to relax, to sleep, to eat, to digest its food, i.e. a colicky baby. 
Now, why would this perfect little being that's been brought into the world be under so much duress or so much stress? And simply, I think the reason lies with the birth process itself. Now, it's extraordinary birth. For those of you who have experienced it, for those who have been um, privy to it, it is a miracle. It's incredible that um, A, you know, that we form life and then um, this, this life develops within somebody. And then at a certain point when the, the, the baby's ready to be born, it, it's born. It's incredible. What makes it even more incredible from my perspective is the journey that that baby has to go through um, in order to be born. You see, it's not straightforward. Uh, the baby sits in the pelvis of its mother, uh, which is a bony structure, like a bucket, if you like. And it's it sort of sits in, in that structure in a beautiful balloon, but it's a muscular, very strong balloon. At the base of that balloon is an opening, which for the whole pregnancy is completely and utterly shut. So what happens is when labor is initiated, which is this beautiful dance of hormones between mother and baby, and when the time is right, and when the mother's not stressed, and it's safe to bring this baby into the world, what will happen is that the closed end of the balloon at the base of the pelvis will start to open, to dilate, to open, 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 until it gets to the point where it will allow the baby to pass through it. Now, in order to get to that point, this is what um, we experience as our labor contractions. They're pretty forceful. In fact, they're incredibly forceful. So for hours and sometimes for days, that, that opening is becoming more dilated, okay, with really forceful contractions that come and go and come and go and come and go. So for that whole first stage of labor, that baby is... Um, feeling those contractions, that's that. those contractions are on the baby. So then what will happen is once we've got a nice dilated cervix, um, the baby's ready to pass down through the bony part of the, the pelvis. Now, in order to do that, the baby has to do this extraordinary corkscrew movement. So it will literally twist itself out of the pelvis, out of the birth canal. And it's, it's like this beautiful acrobatic maneuver, okay? And this will only happen, I mean, it's all pretty miraculous. It will only happen if that mother's pelvis is beautifully balanced and she has good tone of her soft tissues and um, she's in a really safe and calm state herself. So when that happens, the baby will corkscrew out. What happens is that baby uses it, it's very clever, uses the back of its head to as a fulcrum, as a, as a lever, um, in order to, um, to get itself up and around and down and out. Now, that um, occurs under extreme pressure of the contractions as well. So what I'm trying to demonstrate here is the, ex the, the extreme amount of pressure that is placed particularly on that baby's neck. Okay, and that's in the completely straightforward normal birth. And for most women out there, they'll say, does such a thing exist? Well, you're absolutely right. There is no such thing as a completely simple, straightforward birth. We all have our own births and they're all perfect in their own way. However, 
once that baby is born, what we know, particularly as mothers, what we know when we've ex- when we've um, been exposed to birth is it's hugely, hugely, um, I'm going to say traumatic. It is a huge amount of pressure on that baby's spine. Now, why am I so passionate about that? Well, that baby's spine is housing or protecting the nervous system. The nervous system is the thing that controls everything in our body. So it controls all of our organs, all of our glands. It controls all of our muscles. It allows us to be human. And in order for us to thrive in life, we need that nerve system to work unimpeded. We need to be able to have the brain communicate down via the spinal cord out to the body and then for the body to communicate back to the spinal cord and up to the brain. And that will allow everything to work in harmony. So that baby needs to be able to feed and for feeding, there's, it's quite complex. For feeding, it needs to be able to latch appropriately, ideally to the breast, if not to a bottle. It then needs to be able to uh, draw down the milk, uh, so have to have good suction. And it needs to be able to turn its head both right and left uh, with ease. And what we find is that just through being born, um, there, with the immense pressure that's been placed on that baby, particularly its neck, it can really disrupt the normal function of that neck, which will then affect that baby's ability to either turn its head, um, to be able to open its mouth, to be able to um, feed optimally. And that's an important thing because that's its, that's its survival, right? Now, the other thing is, is that when there's any disturbance to the top of, or any interference to the top of the neck, the other very important thing that can be affected is a particular nerve which we are very passionate about, and that's the vagus nerve. So the vagus nerve exits the base of the brain, um, comes down through and winds itself around the spine, and goes down to all of our major organs, to our heart, to our lungs, to our digestive system. So in order for that baby to be able to digest food, to be able to feed itself, to um, be able to calm itself, uh, to be able to stop crying and to settle and to sleep, it needs that vagus nerve to work unimpeded, no interference. But because of where the vagus nerve exits and because of how much pressure is placed on the top of the neck of that baby during birth, during a normal birth, again, we don't think there is such thing as a normal birth, that can be affected. And so what we find is usually not necessarily immediately at birth, but usually a few weeks after birth, we tend to find these babies, um, these colicky babies will end up in our offices. Distressed, distressed parents, tired parents, screaming babies, not feeding well, not settling and crying. It's awful. Now, that's in a normal birth, but imagine also if you're having an emergency caesarean, so that baby has come down all the way down almost to the point of birth and then has to be yanked back out. Again, that's a huge pressure placed on that spine, on that on the top of the neck. Um, and certainly if there's any kind of assistance required through Vontus or through forceps, that's huge amount of pressure on the top of that baby's neck. So... As a chiropractor, we want to assess that baby's spine, assess their nerve system, see where and if there's any dysfunction. And we can do that by doing um, some pretty snazzy scans, which uh, we have in the practice, which one is called heart rate variability. And that's a beautiful scan. We'll assess very quickly, uh, just through a little clip on the ear that we put on the newborn baby, 
to see whether that baby is in a state of stress um, or distress. So we want to see if that baby is in that sympathetic overdrive or overload or um, in exhaustion. Uh, the second scan we do is a thermal scan and this beautifully measures the autonomic nerve system. So all of those nerves that go to the organs, glands and, and cells of the body to see if there's any dysfunction with that system itself. And the beautiful thing with the scan is that we can then rescan and assess to see any improvement um, or certainly if there's no improvement what we need to change and, and amend. So once we've done our assessment, uh, the way chiropractors will adjust or check a baby is, um, it's a beautiful thing to watch actually. So we're using very light touch, but very specific touch, um, about the pressure you would use to check the ripeness of a piece of fruit or an avocado. I love avocados. And um, that's all that's required to just take the pressure off that nervous system to help that spine start to function in a more um, optimal way. And invariably what you find is a baby's system will come back to a sense of ease and um, happy baby, happy mum and dad. And it's a beautiful thing. Anyway, we could talk about this all day and... Um, I am always keen to talk about it. But what I would urge you to do is check out our blog and vlog if you're interested to know anything more about this or have a chat with your local chiropractor and see whether they can help you. Thank you and see you next time.